Welcome to Transform Your Workplace. I am really excited for today's episode. I've got Lacey Partipillo, who was number one episode. And she's been on so many times, but it's been a little while since you've been on, Lacey, hasn't it? It has been a little bit, but we go way back. Yeah, we go way back. And there's been a lot that's happened, which is what we're going to talk about today. The last, like, I guess it's been, what, 20, 21 months since the the day that we were sort of locked down um, mm-hmm. from the pandemic, uh, going back to, like, what, March 2020? Is that... Yeah, March 16th. Mar- you remember yep. the day. Not so that was, that was kind of the, one of the first things I wanted to ask you is, do you remember, like, that last moment you were in the office and, like, what you were doing? And then and what was your kind of thoughts? I mean, there was, like, this these things swirling around about, like, this this coronavirus stuff and just what it could mean. And did we, I mean, did you ever think we were going to get locked down? Yeah. I mean, even, even taking it further back in, in like December of, of 19, we, I remember we had a, an HRT meeting and one of our senior HR business partners sort of at the end of the meeting was like, Hey, Hey guys, I've, I have this client and they've got employees who are working in outside of the United States, mm. in particular over over in um, parts of Asia. And, you know, they're they're telling me about this thing called coronavirus. And I, mm. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be something we're gonna have to deal with. And <laughs> I joke with her now and I'm like, she's talking and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, why are we talking about this? We don't need to get all hyped up <laughs> over, you know, and I was obviously very wrong and she was very right. Um, and so that was like the first taste of of the conversation that could this be something that impacts us? You know, we didn't have a lot of clients that had remote workers for one. We didn't have a ton of clients that had people, and we still really don't, that have international employees. Right. So, yeah. Um, it felt really far away. And then it, did, it, did. I, it felt like we were in this bubble or something. It, like it, it was, did. Eh, it's not going not gonna to affect us. Like, mm-hmm. And so we didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. And I think I was on vacation the the week before things locked down because I remember being, we were camping and I remember the campground was closing on our last day. Like Governor Brown had like shut things down. And so I remember listening to the radio, driving home. And so I think I was gone from the office the, the last day that we were in person. I have mm. to like look back, but I think I was gone. But I remember thinking, Two weeks, gosh, wow, we're gonna get to work remote for two weeks. Like that's two weeks, kind of two exciting. weeks to, to, to flatten the curve. curve. Yeah, flatten the curve. <laughs> um, and then two weeks turned into three yeah. weeks and four weeks, and obviously here we are. Here we are today. But I definitely could not have predicted all of the just wild things that we've we've had to support with for the last almost two years. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because like as a as a business and organization, I mean. You, to adapt to this like remote work or kind of lockdown situation. I mean, you have to adapt pretty fast. Like, thank God we had technology in place. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope other organizations and people that are listening to this podcast were, I wonder if they're reflecting back and saying, wow, thank God we had, you know, X, Y, Z in place so that we can actually do this. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, organizations or probably IT departments were scrambling to get like Zoom in place or Microsoft Teams or all these like tools to like, so productivity wasn't lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, did we, you ever... we did it quickly. I felt yeah, like we, we, did. Did, we did a good job. Um, I have a lot did of clients have... though that they didn't work remote. And so they had people like they had to stay working, they right. use products or whatever. And so 
yeah. there's this, this whole other like, how do we keep people safe while they're right. here? So it's, it was almost like supporting two different um, big challenges. The how do we fully go remote or go, you know, half the people remote and how do we yeah. keep the people who are still coming in every day? safe and and wanting to come in and staying motivated about that what do you think that like percentage of your clients that you know had the ability to go remote versus ones that like no like we have a facility and like production environment whatever it may be where they actually physically need to be in like a warehouse or mm -hmm. or shop floor whatever it may be and you're like consulting with them on like here's some safety practices uh and how we get around this with all the mandates and then and then on the other hand, you're consulting with clients like with like, here's how to do remote and here's some mm -hmm. policies. You can, like, mm -hmm. what was that experience like? Because you kind of split in two different directions. I'd imagine. Yeah, I, I think it was probably in the the majority were in the middle where they had some remote and some in office. Like it was Weird. there was there's obviously the, the folks that had everybody go remote. And then there was the ones who they couldn't have anybody. And I think a lot were in the space where Zenium was, where we had these essential positions that needed to be in the office for whatever reason. I mean, for Zenium, it's like printing and stuffing paychecks yeah. to go out to our clients employees. So we have like essential workers who are like in the office because they need to print checks and, and get them out, mail them out so, to our employees. People gotta get paid. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> so I think it was it was interesting. And like nobody, we were like, what do they say? You're, you're building the plane while you're flying it. It's That's how mm. it felt. Like nobody knew the answers to anything. Nobody. Like there was no playbook to this. Nobody, we didn't have like a prior experience even to to look back on and say, here's how we navigated through this challenging yeah. situation. We were really kind of making it up as we went along and, and relying on the partners and experts um, mm -hmm. that, that were out there. Thank goodness that we had our director of compliance, Eileen. Um, she's, she's the real MVP for the last two years. <laughs> Behind seriously. the scenes MVP for sure. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so interesting because like you're saying, like we're kind of doing this on the fly and learning and, but like our clients are relying on us. So like the work that you do is like the value and in, in what you and your team bring to some of these organizations who are like panicking, right? They're, they're, all they're trying to do is keep their doors open and serve mm -hmm. their customers or build the widget or whatever it may be. And you're probably scrambling to find answers for them. Do you mm -hmm. remember like the kinds of questions that, you were getting early on? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, initially when everyone was hearing about the Family First Coronavirus Response Act or FICRA right. is what eventually yeah. we called it. So like, how should people be paid? When when are they eligible for the pay? Do I even have to pay them? Especially the, the questions around the extended paid family leave for people who had childcare issues. Um, trying to navigate that and whether, you know, the employer was required to offer that extended leave or met some of those sort of exception rules. Um, and then businesses that didn't have work, we were getting so many questions about, well, can they qualify for FICRA pay because of lack of work, because the lack of work is related to the pandemic. And so there was some, you know, trying to navigate what that looked like. Um, and then, you know, safety protocols, like what are, what do we need employees doing? Should they be wearing masks? What about social mm -hmm. distancing? Um, can we have people working, working, you know, right next to each other? So kind of all of that was, I feel like the initial onslaught of, of the questions that clients were, were concerned about. 
let's speak about you personally. We went remote like a hundred percent. And I think I remember, I remember one point, you know, <laughs> we were doing like team happy hours and stuff over zoom. And we're like, you know, when do you think we'll go back? Oh yeah. July. And like July came and went and we're like, okay, this is like, we're hunkering down. Mm-hmm. So you manage people I did. and you're also yeah. serving clients. So I want to talk about the management of people for, for one, like how is your team doing with this? And how did you feel like, leading people remote was doable at that point or did you did you struggle with it i think in the beginning the the workload and the supporting on things that you weren't savvy about yet is is really challenging and then you add in the layer of like our businesses that that we support our clients some of them weren't doing well financially and so mm. navigating the the heartbreak that comes with some of them closed their doors. Some of them, I mean, yeah, we were, I we were supporting with massive layoffs and kind of, you know, I liken it back to like 2008 and 2009 and going through some of that. We, we had that experience to, to help us kind of think through how do you, how do you support in a situation where 50% of the company is being laid off, you know, there are regulatory things to think about and the human side of it. So I think people were, we were just like drinking from a fire hose, trying, trying to figure it out. And then adding that layer, like you said, of managing those people. Um, I, I think it's doable. I've had, you know, HR on sites that have worked on site at clients that I've managed. So I'm not with them every day. So I, right. I feel like maybe that experience helped a little bit and using technology, zoom and teams made a big difference, but, um, we definitely like increase the frequency of check-ins. So rather than just doing sort of the monthly one-on-one, we were touching base weekly because we weren't seeing each other, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee anymore or like popping into my office to ask me a question. Um, I think it was exciting in the beginning a little bit, if I'm totally honest, like it was different. Um, most of the people that reported to me sort of worked, uh, um, in office, out of office schedule because they were out with clients. So it wasn't it wasn't uncommon to not see somebody that reported to me for a couple of days, depending on what their client schedule might look like. So it wasn't totally weird, but but we definitely missed each other. I mean, we were doing things like meeting up in the parking lot and just drinking yeah. coffee like in a circle, social distance. That that was yeah. helpful in the in the beginning. Um, but it's weird to think to, to look back and think about those times. Cause it feels like it was yesterday, but it also feels like a lifetime ago. It does. It's, I mean, it's almost been two years now and mm-hmm. there's a lot of this happened. I mean, do you remember like some key moments in time? Cause I remember like when it first happened, we shut down and then, mm-hmm. and then just like this excitement around like, Oh, maybe we'll go back at some point soon. And, and then that came and went and then, the George Floyd stuff happened and it was just like the whole world seemed like to be on fire. And there's just like, like just drowning in negativity with coronavirus and that. And it was, I just remember those moments Mm -hmm. vividly. What what about you? Was there key moments, whether positive or negative that, that you can think of? I think so. Those ones stand out to me. I think, um, when, when school got out in 2020 in the, the summer of 2020, just personally for me, navigating fifth grade with, with my daughter, um, 
was really challenging. And then um, actually it was the end of fourth grade. So she's in sixth grade now. So the end of fourth grade, having like that, you know, in March, all of a sudden you're going remote. So that moment when school was done was like a huge relief moment. And so that stands out. Um, you know, I, some of the moments that I think about are like moments with clients, like really tough yeah. decisions that they had to make, um, outbreaks that they had and trying to navigate through what, what does that look like? Um, I think there, I don't remember moments where it was like, we're almost going to go back. And I don't know if that's just because I just felt so in the trenches with clients that yeah. I didn't lift my head up enough to like think optimistically maybe, but, um, I think the closest that I felt like we were going really going back was, was September. And then it was, yeah. It came and it's like, okay, we're not. We and, even started communicating that to, to the employees and yeah. we were, we were prepared. And then another, mm -hmm. and right. we're talking about 2021 September. Right. Uh, for this. right. And it just never happened because, it well, it was interesting because I, so I'm on the senior leadership team, as you know, and we were talking about this and we have regular conversations about like, Oh, when, when, could we go back and all that? And I remember, I think it was in August and we're, we're planning for September. We even communicated that to people. And I'm, and I'm just sort of sitting there. I think, Anne, our president was going around, we were going around the horn just talking about it. And, and I said, and I think people agreed with it and I think people latched onto it, but I'm like, you know, with school starting and these just hearing about these new spikes or the, the Delta variant at the time and just, um, it just seemed like it was heading in the wrong direction again. And I'm like, what's the point? And I said with, with school and people like kids going back and being around other people and getting sick, like it's inevitably, and then you enter flu season. I'm like, what's the point of going back in September? People are just going to be uncomfortable. Totally. So luckily we had the option of just like, yeah, let's just kick the can down the road a little bit mm -hmm. and, and delay it. And that's what we did. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, we're, we're still talking about it, but I mean, mm -hmm. now we've got the Omicron variants mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm not trying to, make fun of it or anything. I'm just saying like, it's just, it's always going to be something. And I think this is personally, I just feel like this is the way it's going to be for us at least. I, I think so. And I think there are businesses who went back in the summer, this, this last summer and some of them paid for it. Um, in oh, really like with outbreaks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I think when the mask, at least here in Oregon, when the mask mandate went, went away and then had to quickly come back. I mean, there was, yeah. there were impacts to that, that this is probably the, the, for me, at least in my career, the, the, probably the biggest impact to clients in terms of like things that were, decisions that were made, you know, at, at, you know, the city level, the government level. So just thinking through like the mask mandate, like it's, yeah. it's here and then it's gone for a little while. And the impact that that had so quickly for the clients that I was supporting in terms of exposures or yeah. people getting sick um, and, and the pressure that owners and HR people had to have on like, what's the right thing to do? Do we, do we still require it? Even though our employees yeah. are frustrated, they don't want to wear the masks. How do we, how do we accommodate people who can't wear the masks? Um, it just, it, it's been, um, I don't know. I don't even think there, there's not a word to to fully describe the impact. Um, I think that it's had on people that do the work that I do every day. Yeah, exactly. 
let's i want to talk about you personally and just how you balanced everything like you you were just talking about like your kids and, and managing the school stuff so if you think about like the end of 2020 the school year of 2020 that is where it was like three months of like trying to help your kids do remote school and then well you got a young one too so i guess he was probably going to daycare which was probably yeah. shut down so like i want to know how you manage that stuff <laughs> And then also like the work stuff, which was speeding up for you because you're supporting all these clients with COVID. And then um, and then just how like you personally balanced your yourself, like did something for yourself to, to where you didn't go crazy. Yeah, I don't <laughs> or know. Or did you go crazy? <laughs> Probably depends on who you ask. Right. <laughs> um, I don't I mean, yeah, it was hard. I've got a three year old who is in daycare. Luckily, his daycare stayed open for the majority of the time. We've only had knock on wood one one closure due to due to covid um, and i think the 2020 school year or end of school year was a lot rougher than this last one that we had yes. that was fully remote because they had technology in place there was you know the teachers were prepared for it it wasn't just in my experience busy work that was getting sent home to keep them you know busy through june um but I mean, I, I'm fortunate. I have a really awesome cousin that is a teacher and took, took this last school mm. year off. And so she helped me with, with my daughter Amazing. a couple days a week. Um, Zenium's so flexible. And so understanding that we are humans with families and, and not even just people who have kids, but, but people who, who don't, and that we need to not assume people can leave stuff at the door, you know, or in the kitchen, I guess. I don't know what the at the door is anymore because it's yeah. just no, it's, really it's all yeah, it's all muddy. <laughs> yeah. So um there were little things I think that helped, you know, like taking my son to school every morning, like having to like physically get in the car, drive somewhere, come back. That was like a routine thing that some people didn't have. Like, I mean, maybe somebody's just getting their cup of coffee in the kitchen and walking over to their their workstation. So little breaks like that, that keep some of the normalcy, I think helped. I mean, working out, making, yeah. making calendar appointments with friends at work to just connect so that it's maybe we're yeah. talking about work stuff, probably 90% of the time we are, but just sometimes checking in with each other too. Yeah. So you have to be more intentional about, about that. Yeah. I think that well, we you, like you, you, uh, you encouraged me to get the Peloton and then you and I became Peloton buddies where we'd kind of have a check-in and, and do rides and stuff. And that's been honestly like that's saved me. Yeah. It makes a, a big a difference. Cause like, otherwise I would just probably just keep working all the time. <laughs> yep. You know, there's yep. nothing else, there's nothing else to do. I'm just kind of at home. Like, you know, what else am I going to do? So yeah, you need, you need the like <laughs> mental break to step away from, you know, from yeah. the computer and the screens, the the amount of screen time is. I yeah. Think, I just like even from a health standpoint, like my eyes and just all all of that, I feel like is. Oh yeah. Probably suffered as a result of of this. Probably. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm better or worse because of it. I feel like I'm probably a lot more resilient. Um, we have some mm -hmm. really great clients, and they care a lot, and um, they you know, found ways to check in and ask how, yeah. you know, I was doing. And I'm, and I know that that happened with, with my peers and colleagues too. So yeah, that kind of stuff makes a big difference. I mean, a couple of things that are positive that I see, and I'd love to hear what you think too, but just on the human connection side, I, I feel like there's more compassion and empathy and, and grace and like just people understanding like what, like what we're going through maybe at home or in our lives or work lives and just 
being understanding of the situation and offering flexibility and autonomy. Mm-hmm. Like we, I felt that at, at Zenium. Uh, and I hope like your clients were extending that to their people too, and just maybe have stronger connections as a result of it. And then two, like as, as hard as it has been like being <laughs> my family, like on top of me all the time. Yeah. There's moments that I know, like when, I, when we're out of this at some point, or maybe it's just the new normal, but I'll look back and say, wow, I, I got, all, I got to spend all this time with my kids. Yeah. And totally. if I was going to the office every day, I wouldn't have any of these moments. So mm-hmm. like having lunch with my kids when, when they were doing remote school, like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a, that's a huge positive. So like just being able to have a relationship with my kids at a, a much deeper level than I would have otherwise. I mean, that, that's something I'll, I'll never probably get again. Mm-hmm. Totally. I totally agree with you. And actually I feel I miss that my daughter isn't here. I mean, she's in middle school now, yeah. so she's and she's going every day. And I miss n- feeling connected to her work. You know, I could log into her Google Classroom, whatever, because they're still using all of that now, um, and see what's going on. But like being able to see her working on stuff, or he- even hearing her, you know, engaging in the classroom, it's like you get to be a little fly on the wall in their yeah. in their little world and. Um, <laughs> I definitely think that that was a positive thing. And I, I, um, I super appreciate that. I think the other thing is people not going to work when they're sick, people not sending their kids to school when they're sick. That's a great point. I think that those days are gone where people are like, Oh, I'm going to be a hero and come in with a cold. I'm like, stay the hell home. Like don't come bring that to people. Well, wear a mask. Like if you're, if you're fine, but somebody in your house is sick, wear a mask. Like, I just think that that, respect for people's well-being. I I really think that is important and I I hope that continues. Um and then to your point just like employers being flexible. I just I really I've seen it happen. I've seen employers not do it and I've seen yeah. what that impact has. And so um I actually I was talking to Kelly or one of our senior VPs yesterday about this and you know we hear a lot of businesses frustrated about the impact that this remote work has had on morale or collaboration mm. or just team spirit. And, and I want to acknowledge that is totally a thing in, in a lot of businesses. And I think what's happening and, and Kelly and I really like kind of dug in on this is we're so, so thinking that the only way to get that back is to go back into the office and, that, right. that we're, we're focused on that being the end game. And, and I think, hmm. and, and I don't, I don't know that that's not right. Like, I do think that if we were back in the office, there are a lot of things that would be better and different and could make a positive impact. But I think one way to maybe flip it and think about it differently is, is how do we, in the environment that we're in, what do we need to do differently so that we can have that stuff? Yeah. We can find time, make space for, for collaboration. Um, and it's, I think it's because it's easy to just be like, well, we did it easier in this other kind of environment where yeah. we're all together. So in order to get that back, that must be what we need to do. And I, I just don't agree with that. I think, I think there's, you know, maybe a, a hybrid is probably the right option for, for right. most businesses, but spending more time thinking about how do we increase those things that we're missing in the environment that we're in right now because it's the chances that we go back to this or this happens again like this isn't like you said it's not going away so um 
And if you're going to continue to try to attract the best talent, you may have to look outside of the city that you're in, the state that you're in. So what about those people? How do we keep those people engaged? How do we create this team-oriented environment where people can collaborate? And maybe it's not exactly the same as what it was before, but I think it's possible. I don't have the answer for what to do. I know some things we're kind of trying, but I I really think that that's where people should be spending their time and not not um, you know planning for for the return to the office, but also what are we going to do remotely that's going to make an impact? Yeah. I I love what you said because I'm I'm afraid that leaders uh, I'm not just talking about our organization but other organizations too if leaders are planning for a future that looked exactly the way it did before all this happened I just don't think it's going to be there uh, and I'm concerned that they're spending too much time and energy planning for an environment that people don't want anymore I so you said so, it more like, succinctly than I did but that's exactly what my what my fear is I, I think people are going to be disappointed Right. I think people are going to go back thinking like, oh, this wasn't the way it was before. And like, they'll be sad about it and like mad probably to a certain extent of like, why did we put so much time and energy on like trying to to go back to what we had when we could have flexed and adapted to this like hybrid environment or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I think we're in a different environment and I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of positives and we just, as leaders specifically, and and you as a consultant with your clients, people got to wake up and say like, you know, (laughs) the world's different. The environment, the work environment's different. The way people work is different. Mm -hmm. No more of this nine to five button seat thing, unless you're developing a widget on a factory floor or something, but yeah. I mean, people want to work when they want to work and they yeah. want to be there for their family. And some people like remote, some people don't. Like, I think you've just got to really pay attention to what people are wanting. And the the culture concern is a real thing. And I think you just have to pay attention to what people are, people want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think people are different. Their needs are different now. And I'm a, no, I'm a different employee than I was two years ago. And yeah. so is, so is my team. And so is what, what they need and what their families need. So if we, if we focus so hard on trying to get back to what it was, I think what we're going to find is that that isn't actually what people want. And yeah. this great resignation that we're experiencing right now will, will be amplified. Um, yeah. And it'll I be agree. a competitive advantage for the companies that do manage to figure out how to have both how to have the yeah. culture, how to have the the fun, um, and also allow people the flexibility to work where they want to work. Um, mm-hmm. That'll that'll be the the new you know unlimited PTO that that people were right. were doing uh, you know a few years ago. One thing I've I've really noticed, which is is kind of a weird situation, and now I'm hoping like we can use what we've learned and and make a better future, but the extremes like we went from one extreme to the other so in previous times we were you know like a tip nine to five in the office like you commute every day and it's just like this extreme of like being at work mm-hmm. button seat sort of situation and then you go to this other extreme of like now you're fully remote and in both of those extremes there's comfort and i worry that now we're stuck uh, at least with our type of you know professional services, we can do fully remote. I worry that people are so stuck in this comfort zone 
that they don't really want to ever go back. Uh, but I think the answer is like somewhere in the middle of like, like the other day we had a, a senior leadership like offsite, but it was in the office. So I commute and it took me like 40 minutes, but I listened to an audiobook on the way there and the transition time. I'm like, man, I, I really miss this. Yeah, for sure. Like the just sitting in a car, you know, boring, but I ha- I'm listening to uh, Will Smith's uh, autobiography and I love it. It's entertaining. <laughs> so the 40 minutes went by fast, got to the office. I had that transition time and then I'm like engaged with people like in mm-hmm. person. And mm-hmm. then after that, I go back home. And I'm, you know, the rest of the week I'm working at home and like, I, I like that balance of both things. And I think that's the future. I think that's the future. Yeah. I get, I'm going to a client in the morning tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to, you know, the chance to get out and, and engage with, with people too. So I think there's, there has to be some kind of, some kind of balance for, especially for critical things where they can be done more effectively, um, in person and the, and, you know, it has a positive impact on the individual and, and the organization, but. I do. I agree with you. I think people are are comfortable and are fearful of what am I going to lose if if I am subject to a change that maybe isn't going to work work for me. Because I know for me, like I can work till five or sometimes later because I'm home. Whereas before, you know, if I didn't leave at four thirty, I'd sit yeah. in an hour of traffic versus. Yeah. 25 minutes of traffic or trying to get to kids after school things or pick up from daycare on time. Like all of those pressures that come with just being a working parent. And that's the life I live. I know not, that's not everyone's, um, right. people have other commitments after work, volunteering and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, having, having the commute allows for what you're talking about, the kind of turning your brain off or shifting your focus from what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. And there's value in that. But I also think eliminating that a few days a week or all week, even whatever the case may be, can help certain people. What have you learned about yourself during this whole time? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, or, or if you can't answer that one, you know, what, what habits, good or bad, have you developed during this whole time that yeah. you've recognized? I mean, I'm definitely paying more attention to like just health. So like I said, like the working out, eating. So you're paying attention more than you did before. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it's more possible to do it. It's more convenient. I mean, I'm looking at, like you said, we've got Peloton, like I'm looking at it right now. It's staring (laughs) at me. Um, So I think that, I think I've probably learned that um, I, I'm able to just because I haven't done something doesn't mean I can't do it. So just that sort of fear of failure, I, you and I have talked about this. I struggle big time with imposter syndrome. And so just mm. worrying that I'm not going to be able why. to do something. Yeah. I think this has shown me, you know, you can be thrown into something that you have no idea what you're doing or what might come. And, you know, if you're surrounded by smart people and you've got, you know, you have a, a team that supports you, you're going to, you're going to be okay. Um, maybe the other thing would be just like, you don't have to know it all. You, you can, it's okay to say, I don't, I don't know. I need to look into that. Or we're still trying to figure this out. This is kind of what we're thinking and, and fear that people will not be okay with that answer. Um, I think, I think there's been a lot more, I don't know, understanding of that than I was, I wasn't necessarily expecting that. And people are resilient and employees want to work. Like they, they want to do the right thing. People do not show up to do a bad job in most cases. So right. if you can give them support, autonomy, um, encouragement, 
and everybody needs something different. You know, some employees don't need you to check in with them every day and some do. And so if you can figure out a way to be flexible and and meet people where they're at, I think people will work really, really hard for you. That's been my experience this year. Something that comes to mind for me is the word like intentional. And, And I mean this in so many different ways, like relationships, you need to have like intention to check in with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, cause I, otherwise I feel like people get so comfortable in their little bubble that, that just like stay disconnected. And as a manager too, you need to make sure you're checking in with your people. So like being intentional about that is mm-hmm. it's, it's a harder, like there's more effort that needs to happen. But when, when you can do it, the magic can happen. And I think mm-hmm. this remote work stuff can, and the the new world that we're probably entering will be um, more successful for people who have intentionality behind it. And then intentional with the habits too. It's so easy to slip. I've noticed myself, I'm like, gosh, eh, I'm home and eat crap all day or, you know, drink coffee all day or have a cocktail because I'm home. Like, you know, it's all these, all these things where your, your habits, if you don't have like some schedule or your plan or whatever, like, it's just so easy to resort to like, whatever's the easiest. Mm -hmm. That's what I've noticed um, about myself personally and just other people too. Like it's easy to Mm -hmm. fall into a rut. Totally. Yeah. And, and, I think it's important to communicate with people that you're you're close to how you're doing and and to like you said be intentional about checking in with people. Yeah. Um, I know when when folks do that with me, it's meaningful. I I do try. I could probably do a better job, but I really do try to do that. And and even you know, especially cross functionally, especially people that you don't interact with a lot. Just saying, how's it going? You know, I think about right. like right now our benefits team and just open enrollment and how busy oh, things yeah. are right now. So just like that, taking a second to be like, how are you doing? Um, I found that that for me, it's really meaningful when people do it. And I think it's also I, I've seen the impact that has on other people when I when I do make time to do it. Yeah. Mental health. What's your take on mental health and this environment, whether it's you, your people or just overall, like people in general during this time. I mean, there's a lot of, there's fear, there's um, struggles, there's all sorts of things that are contributing to like poor mental health. And how do we, how do we support that? Like I said, like meeting people where they're at in this area probably makes, makes sense too. I, I think nobody's doing really well. I think that's probably safe to say like there you have, people have moments, but everybody's dealing with something, whether it's something at work, something at home, something personally, extended family, you know, and, and this is something I feel like we, we see in our work just in Q4 in general, just around, maybe it's around the holidays, just ended yeah. year. People tend to, to, um, struggle and that shows up in performance. And so then we talk to clients about managing performance and balancing mental health issues and, and all of that. So I think there's, I can say there's, for sure been an increase in that kind of work that we're supporting our clients with, um, internal employees too. Like just, it's been, it's been a hard couple of years for people. And so if we can't see people as the humans that they are Mm -hmm. and, and really that treat them like as a means to an end of getting a product out the door or a service delivered. Um, I just, I just don't think that's the right, the right way to, to manage people. So 
make sure people know what their resources are, get the word out about employee assistance programs. If you don't have an employee assistance program, get an employee assistance program. They, they can make a really big difference. Um, mm -hmm. I think all that stuff is really, really, really important. Yeah. I wrote something on LinkedIn yesterday. I think I was reading a book and I'm like, okay, this is like, I believe this wholeheartedly, but you know, a lot of organizations and leaders are like, you know, profit seeking, which is great for business because you can reinvest and stuff, but they're, they're thinking about profit first. Like, so they're making decisions in the business that's going to get them like a quick hit. Whereas I think like, man, if you take care of your people, like internally, you take care of your customers, you take care of stakeholders and you think about people first, mm -hmm. profit's always going to follow. You're going to have oh, a yeah. successful business. And these, this time, especially, I think this is more true than ever. Mm -hmm. It's like the leaders that are taking care of their people, making sure they have what they need, supporting their mental health, giving them flexibility and autonomy. They're going to take care of your business. Absolutely. Un happy, no doubt. Happy employees are ha is happy customers. So yeah. every time. Um, and, and, you know, businesses, your customers know when, when you're not doing that too. And, and I think, um, you know, as, as a, you know, somebody who buys things, I want to buy from companies that do that, that do take care of their yeah. people and aren't just making them grind it out. So, um, I think, I think it, it's like a full circle, right? Like it, it makes a big impact and it's important right now. Like you said, more, more than it probably ever has been. Yep. Lace, this has been fun. I've, yeah. I've had a fun time just kind of reflecting back and just where we're at now and just what we think about the workplace in the future. I think it's a bright future. I'm an optimist. I'm not trying to put on rose colored glasses or anything like that. But I really I think there's a lot that we've learned during this time. It's made you said resilience. I, I think about that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. The leaders and the people who are resilient, they're going to come out on top. And I'm really excited about the future. I know a lot of people are kind of down on the future. I'm I'm an optimist when it comes to it. So yeah, that's a good, good sentiments. That's good. Well, thanks for joining me. Um, I can't wait to have you back. Yep. Thank you so much. Bye.